there's some special characteristics about it. Yeah, the, the word I think is scrappy. Yeah, they, they, they want to be scrappy. They, I, I would also put in desperate. So startups are always hungry. Startups are always like, we need to solve problems so we can survive. Yes, yes, but like that's one perspective on it. The other perspective is like, the other perspective is who are you talking to? Thank you and good night, everyone. We are live. My name is Daniel Fidel, and this is the Check We podcast. Um, I am the founder of CheckWe.com, along with my co-founder, who is here with us, Ron Abraham Jr. How are you doing tonight, Ron? Not too bad at all, man. Not too bad at all. Very excited about tonight's topic, really. Yeah, this is a fun one because you see, I'm in Toronto, and you just went back to England. So we, what time is it by you? Uh, it's well, it's basically one in the morning, man. One in the morning. There you go. Oh my God. There you go. One in the morning. Here tonight with us, Ron, we have Dennis as always, our host. How are you doing, Dennis? I'm doing good, man. I just got in, rushed in from work. You know, we had a broadcast today, uh, this afternoon. It was, it was a little hectic, but I wanted to make sure I was there for the show tonight. Hardworking man. Back to back. He always on the movie. There's one guy I know that always work in. It's Dennis Pian. Watch that out. Fellas, tonight we have a special guest of us. Um, all our listeners, all our viewers, we have a very, very special guest with us. If you haven't heard about him before, this is Anthony Edwards. He is the founder of Shop DM. Shop DM is basically how I think of it. It's basically the Amazon of Dominica right now, you know. And so we want to talk to Anthony more about his projects, what he's doing in Dominica. We have lots of questions. He's an incredibly intelligent guy, well-experienced, well-versed in business and technology. So without further ado, Anthony, how are you doing? Hey, um, nice to nice to nice to meet you all in the audience, man. Hi, uh, Dennis, uh, Ron, and Daniel. I'm doing really good. Very happy to join you. Very, um, I'm a big fan of what you all are doing with Chekwe, and I'll be happy to talk more about myself and what we're doing at ShopDM over the evening. Amazing. All right. Amazing. So, Anthony, I want to get straight to the point, right? But yeah. first, we can't we can't really dive into the business yet until we get to know a little bit more about you. For those who don't know who you are, what you do, give us a, give us an introduction. Give us a brief. Who is Anthony Edwards? Yeah, um, Anthony Edwards. I mean, I'm just a regular Dominican guy. Um, I've been uh, like I've been privileged. I've been lucky to uh, gain some experience and. Um, like both training and, you know, experience in software development and um, running tech startups. So, uh, I mean, I can tell you a little bit how, <coughs> how that happened. Let's skip um, anything. Let's start, let's start from... Well, let's from see, like, this, this guy just jumping over his experiences. Whoa. I think everything. you mentioned, like I heard him mention that you used to work at one of our banking institutions there, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to work at, at NBD like well before I left. That was in a that was from 2010, I think, to 2014. Okay. So worked at NBD as a cashier there. Um, the whole time I was at NBD, I was simultaneously doing my my first degree, um, computer information systems, with the University of London, um, and that's you know that's where like I really started to you know actually learn how to develop software systems. Um, I mean, if you want to go that far back, sure, man. Yeah, let's get everything. Let's just find who you are and then how you got to where you are right now with Shop DM. Okay, okay, but like, let's let's take the short road, bro. Like, I, okay. I, I, let's <laughs> take, take the short road. But, okay. but, but, but let's go, so, um, so okay. I'll take the short road, but I'll start early. I started coding because of video games. Okay. So I um so I got really into you know Game Boy, Pokemon, all that stuff when I was in uh, in primary school, and probably by the time I was thirteen or fourteen, I decided I wanted to have a, a software business. So so I I um in grammar school I took up um, coding and dropped it for a few years because again we'll come back to this later on. But there's not enough support in the system for 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 you know tech businesses, people interested in tech. Um, but anyway, I picked it back up when I started working at the bank, like you just mentioned. So I uh, got some really good support from my parents. Um, they they told me, hey, you know, you can't you can't only be working at the bank. You got to be working towards something else. And 
Yeah, then, then I, through the advice, I ended up on this, um, this degree. Probably the, the main thing worth listening, worth uh, pointing out for listeners is um, that uh, that degree I did fully by distance. So like the interesting point there is a lot of um, like a, a kind of perceived barrier in getting into the tech industry or, or even just generally getting your first uh, degree is, you know, you need to travel and that's obviously very expensive. You need to take loans. Um, you know, you do you do it in certain ways. You could spend over a hundred thousand EC, um, but I my entire my entire first degree in computer information systems probably costs like like eighteen to twenty thousand EC dollars over four years. So I literally paid that from my salary at the bank, just like no loans, just saving up like two three months salary, and I could pay the year. Um, and then the interesting thing is then I had no debt, right? And then I could easily jump to like my master's degree. And this degree, like way cheaper than, you know, if I had to go overseas, but then I got into Oxford afterwards. So it was a credit just like everything else, right? So it's, it's, it's interesting. If, you want, if we want to start early, that's probably one of the most interesting points from, my early, from the early part of my journey. You don't need to like break your leg, like on your first degree. Um, I think, the best bit of advice I got about that was just you need to be thinking about the return you get on like everything you spend. Definitely that much money on a degree, and the return on a bachelor's is low compared to the return on a master's. Um, so anyway, yeah. So I, I was at, at the bank for four years. Um, the bank is good for some things, but it's not. It, it wasn't at the time good for um, if you wanted to get tech experience. So I ended up leaving there. Um, and uh, I jumped into Jolly's because uh, Jolly's is probably one of the best run Dominican businesses I'm aware of. Um, and they're really innovative and they're like, look, we want to build a couple of tech systems to, you know, change, change how we do the operations there. So they just reached out to me and I jumped across and then I did some really, that was the first place I actually built systems. Um, I just took everything I learned on the, on the degree and I was super hungry and like I spent six months there and I like, change the inventory system and all sorts of stuff. So um, yeah, that, 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 was, that was really like, uh, I mean, thanks for bringing that up, but I guess I don't, I don't even really think about that stuff enough these days. Um, like it, it, what happened after that was really kind of crazy. It was like a whirlwind. So I, um, just before I finished my degree in uh, mid 2014, I like, was like, you know, it's time to go, time to actually start this business. And I did it right after I finished that degree. So I started this first uh, software development business called Tropical Software Solutions. Um, and uh, the idea was, by then I was also interested in taking on problems in Dominican society. So the idea was to provide, you know, local business with tech, local businesses with technology that would make them more efficient. So, you know, you go to a, you go to, I did some work for lawyers. So, you know, you go to a lawyer, you, you uh, one of the projects we did is we, well, me and like the few people I was collaborating with, we, uh, we, we, we basically built an online listing for the properties that lawyer was managing. Um, but the idea was like, just generally, you know, if you could make it so Dominican businesses would need to spend less to do more by like being efficient for software, then that would help economy generally. I mean, I really didn't understand how like economies and societies work much at that time, but I did understand. I was, I was like, I was just a pure engineer at that point. Um, uh, but like, I started running into difficulties running that business as you do when you don't have any business experience. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I realized I needed to, um, well, both in my software development and in my business, um, business, uh, you know, capabilities I needed to step up. So I started looking at, um, at uh, like, you know, master's degrees. And then it literally just happened crazily. I ended up getting this, this double, this like double degree, this, this, this scholarship to do a double master's at Oxford. Um, so, uh, so I ended up um, studying a master's in computer science there and a master's in business administration. And Daniel, you and I were talking about this before the, um, 
before we jumped on the call. So, so combining business experience with a technical field, right? Whether you're a doctor, I, I think I, the, 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 what I'm mentioning is basically the, the, the thinkers behind that sort of joint scholarship, that's what they wanted to do. It was a scholarship that would kind of reach out to developing countries the same way, um, you know, there's aid given to developing countries. They were basically like, our thesis on how we can help developing countries is to look for people trying to make changes in those countries and help them better their technical abilities as well as giving them, um, you know, business abilities. So it's the exact same thing you're thinking. Um, and I completely, I, I'm completely aligned with that thesis as well. I think that's the best thing you can do. So it, it's not tech, right? If you're a doctor, you you should be thinking about a medical business, right? Not, mm. you know, the, you you can do things like technically, right? But whether you're an engineer, doctor, whatever it is, is how do you apply to society? In a, in a business way, right? So like you exactly. have your skills, you have your set, but like how does it really apply to the business and the economy as a whole? Like where where does you, where do you as a puzzle piece fit in the larger Absolutely. picture? Absolutely. You can even put it another way. How do you make that society better, right? Because like when you when you really start looking at what you can contribute beyond just like you know expanding your salary or, or growing your earnings, it's like it's really hard to stay away from. You're either going to do it through government and politics or you're going to do it for business or you're going to do it for civic society. It's kind of industry. So I take um, it you're a capitalist. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm well in between. I'm well in between. <laughs> I'd say I'm like a socialist capitalist. Like, you know, but hey, but anyway, let's stay on point. That's for another podcast. Yeah. I'll, I'll come on for another one. Okay. Um, but, uh, so, so what we have so far yeah. You, you got your first degree, you got yeah. some experience building, you got it out of your system, you're excited, you got to do the double masters yeah. in computer science and you got an MBA. Yeah. What next? Yeah, so um, so I don't like talking about myself like as a you know as an obsession or anything, but there is a point to this story up to this point. The point is like it's the story of how someone who was just generally interested in remember i got into tech because of games so i was just generally interested in becoming an engineer and then i more or less learned how through software engineering you know you could take on a problem with software and then that kind of expanded into well you could help society with the skill you can do which is software so so that's the whole point the reason that point is relevant is because the whole time I was at I was at, at Oxford, and the whole time I was at the, in the UK, generally I was one hundred percent sure I was coming back here. It was just a question of when. Um, so everything I did at uni, every course I chose, um, every every sort of you know person I I went further um, networking with, it was a question of how do I get back here and and more successfully use my um, technology skills to take on problems in the Dominican society. Um, so what I did after uni is I, uh, I, uh, when I left uni, I was still, I still wasn't able to, I still wasn't ready. So I wanted to jump into businesses that would prepare me further. So the next thing I did is I joined some tech startups. I joined this startup called Scape Technologies. Um, they were recently acquired by Facebook. It's a really exciting company. Um, they, what they were doing is they were remaking, they were remaking, uh, basically making an alternative to GPS. Um, so instead of using satellites to triangulate your position, you would use computer vision to like notice, ah, this is the exact sign that's in this model and this is the GPS point for that sign. So you kind of whip up your phone and then you, you, you can find your, 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 your place on the world using a different system. Um, and they had some really complex uh, cutting edge technology they were building. And I wasn't on the cutting edge. I was very much on the operation side uh, because to build all of this, build this system where you could locate your way, your, yourself anywhere in the world, you had to collect data all over the world. So, um, so they basically just hired me and they were like, hey, yo, build our operation system. So I literally myself and one and sometimes two other people, we built this system where um, we manage hundreds of 
people collecting data in literally every city on Earth. So in Tokyo, in, um, in New York, in London, what they would do is they would, they would go around the cities, they would kind of collect the image data and the GPS data. So I build the app where they would you know, be able to walk around doing that. I also build a web platform where they would then send that data in so we could process it into a model where you can localize yourself. That's a really exciting what? business, but we, huh? Yeah, I was gonna ask like all that building, like what tools were you using to building like multiple different languages? Um, yeah, sometimes we use Python, some, uh, but the, the main thing was React.js, React JavaScript, and Python. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the infrastructure was on um, Amazon Web Services back then. Um, uh, and uh, that's very similar to the stack that I'm using right now in ShopDM. Um, but, but, but like we have so much to talk about, I can't really say much yeah. more about them other than they, they, they're a really amazing company. Um, they, they were pretty successful in some ways. And yeah, I, I, that's where I got the abilities that I'm using now because startups are different from regular businesses. Regular businesses have cracked the path of revenue. So they know they're gonna exist next year because they can project their revenue. They're gonna get, they're gonna make, you know, 500,000, 2 million in profit this year. So they know how many people they can, they can employ. Startups are working on investment. So they get 50K, they get 100K, they get a million dollars, and then it runs down. <laughs> and when it runs out, that business is dead. So startups are always hungry. Startups are always like, we need to solve the problem so we can survive. Um, yep. And uh, it, it's a really, it's some people, it's not, it's not the environment for everyone, but I literally cannot work in any other environment right now. Um, so I, I got a lot of stuff here that then prepared me for everything else instead of including what I'm doing in shop. Yeah. So that's like how exactly like me and runs every day. Like, wow, man, we, we have enough money. We, we going, right. We got this. Yeah. We got this. It's like when you're in a startup, you have to be like so comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is. Never allow yourself to get comfortable, man. Never allow yourself to get comfortable because that's what pushes you. That's what motivates yeah. you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but 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 the thing is, I, I struggle to think of many other working situations in in many other sectors of 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 business or or government that that is anything like that. You know, it's like most places. You know, if it's an NGA, you're funded by grants, right? Like they may be recurring grants, but but you know, if you're just getting it from from a government, then. You know, you, you know how to get, there's, 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 there's some special characteristics about that. Yeah, the, the word I think is scrappy. Yeah, they, they, they like gotta be scrappy. They, I, I would also put in desperate. You have to be desperate. like, this is going to happen, right? Like, like you have to basically form. A little bit delusional too, right? A, a little bit crazy. <laughs> yeah. let, me, let me ask you a question. So based on, based on the um, stuff you've learned and over the time you've been involved with learning through your bachelor's to your master's, yeah. you've adapted other learning skills, which is not what was, well, wasn't learned directly at the core, at the university level. And how did that help you become a tech entrepreneur or at least a business entrepreneur? Like where, what other places do you go for getting that type of information? Or that knowledge? Did you have a mentor? Did you follow with anybody that guided you along the process personally? Um, I didn't really have many notable mentors in my path. Uh, I think the, the the key place is on the job experience. That is it. That's what we're talking about here with Skip. Like being put in a situation where they're like, look, we have six months of funding until this, this business runs out, like this business dies. We are we we hire in the smartest people we have access to. You all are in charge of everything. You have no one to help you. You have to figure it all out. You have this much time, and um, and we're gonna work as a team. We're gonna be a family. We have a great working environment, but we're all under this pressure. And now figure it out. That's literally that that situation where 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 I've had probably you know not the. For, for the level of skills I had at that point, not the best idea to give me that much responsibility. And then you go into that situation and then you don't sink, you swim. That's where I think you become a really good software engineer. 
Um, and probably it's general, probably it's not, you know, only software engineering, but that's what I have experience in. Like, so I came up, you know, my, my, my computer science masters at Oxford, like it's fancy, it's whatever. I don't, I, I try to say that as little as I can, because it's not like I walked out of there as a magical software engineer. I walked out of there with like a broader understanding of what was available in the in the tech realm, a, a deeper understanding of things I was previously afraid of, like machine learning, um, like computer vision, but I still couldn't build anything. I, I could never have built ShopDM when I walked out of there. The skills that I'm using day to day, the skills I was using just a few hours ago before I came onto this podcast, those I learned on the job at Scape, those I learned on the job um, at, 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 uh, at Borisha afterwards and on my own projects. So I think the key thing is put yourself in tough situations where you're not comfortable and then figure it out. That's that's what's worked for me. Yeah. Okay. Wicked. Yeah. So so shop the end. Let's cut let's fast forward now. Fast forward. Yeah. So I came back. Sorry. Let's go. I was gonna say, okay. So the question is what is shop DM and why did you build it? Yeah, so so the first thing I'll say is it's not me that's built it. Built it. I, I've built all of the technology, but um, but I also have a business partner who's not here. It's Gandhi, Gandhi Robin, and very much Gandhi and I are the, the ones co-building it. Um, so Shopium is a local uh, e-commerce platform. What we do is we make it easier to purchase goods in Dominica. Um, and, and, and the reason we make it easier to purchase goods is... Uh, is because more or less because our mission is twofold. So our mission is to, um, to to help local businesses grow, local manufacturers, local retailers, help them access new markets more easily so that they can bring in more money more easily and in that way grow and survive. And the, the second major thing that's part of our mission is to you know make it easier to live in Dominica and to do business here. Um, so, so, so practically what ShopDM looks like is you go onto the platform, just like Amazon, you purchase things, you can purchase things for yourself, you can purchase things for, um, for other people, um, you, and then you, you check out, you pay online, like, you know, every, every, every e-commerce platform, and then we handle the logistics, we deliver those goods, um, whether it's from a business in Dominica to you, or it's a business in Dominica to your grandma, you know, you're someone in the diaspora, you're supporting your family, or you're just sending a gift, you go on there, you purchase something, you send it out, um, and then we make sure it happens. And the key thing that we, that we provide, I would say if you have to abstract about everything, is it's trust, right? It's, uh, it's very much like a business, like, like uh, like MoneyGram almost, you know, you can send send remittances in, whereas like here as a as someone in diaspora, for instance, you can get goods to your to your son while he's going to college and you're overseas or yeah. you know, so so that's really what ShopDM is. Um the reason I started the business, uh I would say like let's take it at two level two 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 levels, right? So I came back to Dominica about a year back. Um, and I had these skills, I had that experience, and I came back at the at the at the you know the peak of COVID. Um, and at that point, it was really clear that we needed locally an ability to make purchases without being without going in person because we couldn't, right? Like people needed to eat, but they couldn't go to the stores. Um, so seemed really obvious to me. We need to get the stores online. People can purchase online, right? Like people all over the world are doing it. Um, so, so it's just like second nature now, right? Like you log into YouTube or oh, I want to buy this online exactly. and shipped over there. It's just like, it should just be easy. It should just be easy. But That's literally our tagline because it should be easy, you know? Um, and, uh, and that, that was sort of what this spark was. And, it, and, and I think this is, this is, this, this has a bit of an aside. This is really interesting if you look at how, how, how like innovations happen in societies like that because I wasn't the only person who saw that spark. There were a bunch of businesses that saw the same spark and started, and a bunch of business people that saw the same start, spark and started uh, similar businesses. Um, but the, the 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 broader reason we're doing shopping, like I said, like we want to see the Dominican economy grow, right? Like I, I often say that I'm not really interested in software development 
I'm interested in economic development, right? Like so, when we when we help a, a local seller, like we have a local seller called Nature Blends, right? Like she makes local oils, and when we help her sell, if she's selling 20, 20 bottles of oil per month on average, and we can, you know, by bringing in diasporan buyers, by bringing in buyers from parts of Dominica that wouldn't go to her. Uh, if we if we bring that to 40, then what does that mean? That means she needs to grow to expand that, to, to meet that capacity, right? So then she creates jobs to meet that capacity. She might invest in factories to bring to, to meet that capacity. Um, she's, she's at one level, she's at the manufacturing level, but she needs inputs, right? She needs coconuts. So right there, you create demand for, um, you create demand for, for the inputs, right? Like farmers get more sales. So that's that's what we're chasing. That is what is exciting about ShopDM on uh, the, the major thing. And um, that's the main reason that we're doing it. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you a quick question there. While you was sure. developing the platform and even going out to bring out the idea to different people coming back from um, the UK, what type of restriction do you need to get from the local business owners? Because you're trying to take their regular business model and tell them you want to digitize it. You want to tell them this is a new way to go forward if you want to try to change the whole outlook of making other people connect with your business. What type of difficulty do you get with trying to explain that to them? Um, to be honest, there wasn't much difficulty. I mean, most of them got it pretty simply. Uh, the thing is, they, they, most of them are already trying to digitize their businesses as they can. Right now, well, I'll probably instead of just give a blanket statement, I should separate this into, let's say, manufacturers, right? So he's, he's going on the page. We just passed Cafe Local, their local business. That, that's Vita, 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 I'm well known, Emerald Manufacturing now. Um, but they make uh, Cafe Local, right? So they're a local business, they make coffee. Um, that guy knows that he needs multiple sales channels. So he, he sells, like he may sell through Widget and that's more sales through Widget, but he's also doing his own sales on Facebook. He's also doing his own sales on WhatsApp. So he's already trying to build a digital channel for sales. And all we're doing is we're, we're saying, hey, you're not alone. We're gonna build a digital channel. We're gonna focus on the channel so you can focus on your products. And then, um, and then that's gonna mean that instead of if, if Widget can give you 200 sales, maybe we'll, we'll add on 50 sales, probably in a year it will be another 200 and you get 400 sales. So, so to them, it's just like, uh, well, this is another sales channel. Um, and, and actually because of that, it has been extremely easy to work with, uh, with local, um, especially the smaller businesses, manufacturers and small retailers. Larger retailers might think more along the line of, what you just mentioned, which is, oh, is this trying to change my business model? And I think that's just because they're not, uh, like they haven't had many reasons to significantly change their business model since they, uh, you know, since they've been operating, right? So, um, but, but to them, it's very much the same thing. Like you can see on here, we've started onboarding Rafools. We've been working really successfully with, uh, uh, um, uh, a supermarket called Toots Connections. We've gotten them many thousands of dollars by this point. Um, and to them, it's just like, it's not, it's by no means their their primary um, sales channel, but it is a supplementary one. And that's all they see it as. And eventually, okay. hopefully it can get beyond their current like primary sales channel. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you, what about the inventory management for this? Do you train the people to be able to update their, their items on ShopDM or do you do it manually for them and like charge a fee? How, how does this work? Um, it's sort of a mix of both. The, the original idea was uh, we, we've built a, a, a sort of simple inventory management system in here and we um, it's one of the major upgrades we're doing currently. Um, but the idea, currently, if you go on as a seller, you can manage everything yourself without involving ShopDM at all. However, um, that isn't how it works out. In, it works out in practice for most of our sellers. For most of our sellers, we very much have to be working very, very closely with them. I'm reminding them to keep their stock up to date. 
Um, um, when there's orders, we very much have to get in touch with them. Um, um, even though the, the, the infrastructure is there, they get alerted automatically, they can automatically update the stock, but that's probably where the learning is because whereas they're used to new sales channels, this is probably, there probably aren't many managed sales channels that they're using. So like where they have to be very actively involved and that's um that that's been something where you know sometimes like one of our sellers is uh is this guy he's he's probably seventy two or seventy three so you know he's not as tech savvy as you that uh, you know he, he's not as tech, tech savvy as you and like uh, he 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 doesn't struggle with the system but you know he's he's he really benefits from the additional kind of um support that we give so it varies between the sellers but. Uh, it's definitely a mix. <laughs> so, you know, that's the, the cool part of it, right? You, you think of it as a channel and you're not trying to take over their business. This is just another pipeline for them to get funds from, right? Yeah. E-commerce, yeah. it's called omni-channel, right? You sell exactly. multiple channels, but it still comes back to you, the business owner, and you just, you're in like a headless commerce type of approach. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean it, training. With the so, training you're providing there and giving them the assistance, really going to be making a difference for the economy. So I guess you're actually staying true to your not your first goal to make yeah. a difference to the economy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully that's not the main place we will make the difference. But yeah, the training is the training is useful. But uh, the way I think of software is is if if a lot of training is required, it's bad software. So what we've tried to do is make the system stupidly simple. But, you know, people still have their kind of, the ways they're used to running their businesses, right? They've been running their businesses, they weren't waiting for us. Um, I think what will happen is, is over time, people will, Shopian will become as established among business owners as, you know, Facebook business page is. And then, you know, it, it will be a really basic thing. Everybody will know how to use it, but that's gonna take time. You know, very much like many parts of the business. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we were so, talking earlier. Sorry, sorry, Ron. I just no, sorry, we were talking earlier about uh, crossing the chasm, so to speak. Crossing right? the chasm. Yeah. Right. I have the book right here for everybody. Oh, crossing the chasm. I blur it. Yeah. Right? Really oh, yeah. good book if you're like into marketing or entrepreneurship. Or oh, yeah. It's like like what you were saying. Like you have a system. You build a system. This is something that's like adopted in other parts of the world. Um, how long until it can be adopted locally in Dominica in the, or in the Caribbean, right? And then how do you get people to trust it all the way, right? That's always, I find that always to be the challenge, right? When you're introducing new technologies, yeah. especially when you mess in with people's money, right? Like when it comes to their money, they're like, hmm, I'm I not mean, quite absolutely. sure. Yes, yes, but like that's one perspective on it. The other perspective is like, the other perspective is who are you talking to, right? Because like some, like like if someone has a big enough problem, and this is where the other book you have, Daniel, the Lean Startup comes in, right? Like, because if, if, if someone has a big enough problem, they're going to be comfortable with more things that will make other people uncomfortable, right? Like if, if you're, that's, that's why we get smaller businesses so much more easily than bigger businesses, right? Because the smaller businesses need the sales more than the bigger businesses. So, so actually among them, it's actually surprising how, how comfortable they are just being like, at this point, I mean, we've been around for a year, but they're like, all right, cool. Well, you know, we, we, we trust that you will send us your money, right? You know. Uh, whereas uh, um, among people who feel like they don't need it as much, then you will get into that territory a lot more like, oh, okay, how does this work? Like, are you going to pay me? You know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. What about on the consumer side? The consumer side. Well, this is the hard side, right? Like mm. this, is the, this is the thing. I mean, 90% of businesses fail. And the primary reason why startups will fail is because they cannot find demand in the market. Um, so we've, I started Shopium in, uh, uh, right at the, the very first moments I started working on Shopium were like around April last year, so just about 14 months back and we didn't launch until August. Um, 
the majority of the work and the majority of what the most valuable stuff we've built up there is zeroing in on some markets that like that 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 really need shop them and are happy to use shop them. Um, you know, because the, the thing is, yes, we, we have made it um, easier if you need the, the products on our platform and your current alternative is going to Rosu, going around Rosu, jumping in your car. Profit. Sh- struggling for, for 20 parking. minutes to find a parking spot. And hot sun, music. And the sun hot. <laughs> you know, then you lunch It's lunchtime, you have to come back. Huh? <laughs> it's lunchtime we have to come back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, what boy should just step out? We or they just give you attitude. Let's not yeah. right. Like, or you have to go to five places to like find stuff. We simplified all of that. Like it's not perfect, obviously, because we only have about two thousand products. So to really compete with the current shopping experience, we'll need to get up to like fifteen, twenty thousand products at least. But like we're getting there, right? But right now we have made the shopping experience easier. But the truth is Dominicans, like we're resilient people and we figured out how to solve those problems, right? Like, so so we almost forget that they're problems. Yes, there's this alternative, but here's this thing that I know, right? I know that if I take half of my lunch hour and run to, um, to the fresh market and back, I won't be disappointed. So, so very much, um, it's going to be a, a long road getting proper adoption within Dominica. Um, right now, uh, like I said, you know, the lean startup, who's your markets? I mean, one of our biggest markets is diasporans, right? Like you're a diasporan, you want to make things happen in Dominica. You don't really have an alternative right now, right? Like you can send money through Western Union. Mm-hmm. You can... Um, uh, you can set a barrel, but both of those are way more expensive, time-consuming, and difficult than going out to shop DM and clicking for 20 seconds and then knowing, uh, both having it happen and being able to trust that it's going to happen yeah. the same way you trust that, that Amazon is going to deliver, going to deliver. product to you. So, so, so very much that's, for instance, one of the um, areas we're fitting in ourselves very, very nicely. I don't know if you all saw our, like, our Valentine's Day and our Mother's Day promotions, but, um, but like, you know, people are now selling gifts to their, to their grannies. It's very nice. We're going around like Santa Claus delivering gifts for people to their grannies right now. <laughs> it's beautiful, <laughs> you know. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, so, so what is that? That is us iterating towards a market that has a more immediate need for shop DM than, you know, let's say my auntie who has been struggling with the Rosa problem for the last 40, 50 years, mm-hmm. you know? But, but we're, we're making progress there. Like we, we actually last week had our most busy day where we got like seven, seven sales in one day. And that was like a pretty big reason to celebrate. Um, like I said, by now we've gotten, we've had a, a good few thousand dollars passed for the platform. So we're definitely onto something, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. So like, first of all, before I get go further the conversation, check we, we just open up our own online store and we sell merch. Can we, can we sell on Shop DM as well? Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very simple but, to get set up. Ron, you got your shit on, you got the check with shit. And then That's like, right. it's kind of backwards. It's like team laptop money. Team laptop money. As <laughs> <laughs> particular, you know, if you like work in the digital spaces, yeah. you work, make your money from the computer. Yeah. Laptop. Yeah. laptop money. That's what we call it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's where the entire world is moving, man. We got, we got one of the calls on, on Facebook of a comment here from Newland. He's saying, like, have you thought about having sales open from Dominica to other islands for like exported? Absolutely. Should I jump into that? As well. um, dive, yeah, dive, dive. Yeah, we 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 actually do. We do um we don't we do, do outbound sales right now. Um we um if you're in the US, for instance, you can get uh, you we ship to you uh, if you purchase on the platform um, from the products that are kind of approved to be shipped out. Um, right now, that's still uh, the present thing we're doing right now is we're integrating further with DHL so we can basically do that process properly. But what we're going to do over the um, 
one of the things we're going to do in the next few months is, you know, and years is, you know, make it so you can order from anywhere and get anything sent anywhere. However, that's very difficult. Uh, that's difficult not because of software. You know, like we can, one of the biggest advantages we have is we can, we can build any software we need. Um, but Domingo has proper logistical issues. Um, the, the supply chains in Dominica are set up to, and don't let me get on this because I'll vent about this, but the, the supply <laughs> chains in Dominica are set up to bring things in, not yeah. send things out, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest problems a lot of our, um, our sellers had over the last few months, you know, is COVID, things, things are even tighter than usual. And usually they would, they would sell on a small scale to diasporans and ship it out for the post office because it's way more affordable than FedEx or DHL. But then the post office hasn't been shipping goods out or they weren't last time I checked for, I think it was like eight months or something. So, so all of a sudden that's a wholesale channel, like that's a, that's a sales channel that just shut down for every <laughs> local manufacturer that depended on it, you know? Um, and, and we can't really, we we're we're also to some extent um, constrained by what this what the local system allows. So um, for the whole time we've been here, we've we've been kind of balancing well. Which on one hand, which problem do we take on currently? On the other hand, well, how can we make progress in it? And um, because our focus isn't our primary focus at current isn't, you know, covering the world with every Dominican product. Um, we're more focused currently with like moving them around efficiently, getting other people to move them along. That's why we haven't, we, we're, we're not fully there yet, but we will be in the future. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you, what, what do you think about the idea of linking with one of the freight providers? Like I know, I think Mr. Tong has his, his freight business with uh, Mr. Mr. Deputa. Mm -hmm. and trying to have a distribution port not in dominica but you go through them and you channel yeah. it to one of the other islands like say saint lucia and make yeah. from saint lucia be the place to distribute internationally would that work for something like that i think that could work we've we've had some conversations with people who have much more experience than myself in like you know global logistics and and that has been among like the biggest suggestion um but we we just it's gonna take time to implement because you know, to give you a, a super quick rundown on what this, what, would, what this would mean, it would mean um, whoever is doing the shipping, we either integrate with their system, if, or if they don't have a system, we extend or fully build a system and provide it to them, and then they use it, if they use it properly. That's the easy part. The, 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 the difficult part would be getting the business relationships. So getting agreements so that they agree to move it at a rate that is, you know, affordable for the different weights and all of that. Um, and then being able to ensure that it will reach its, um, its, its final destination reliably. Um, so it's, it's far, very far from impossible, but also it'll take a, a good deal of effort. I, I think once we start focusing on this, it would probably take us at least three to four months to get it up and running to a point where we were satisfied. So, so that's the thing. It's not that it's something we haven't thought about or it's not possible to do. It's just, uh, if you have to generalize a big problem across a startup, you're constantly choosing, what do I focus on today? And we just haven't focused on that because it's going to be three, four months of focusing. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, take, it takes a lot more to make these decisions, right? If you want to execute, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because like yeah. we, 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 we we're talking to lots of people, but to actually go ahead and build it up takes a lot of focus. So okay. this is the part, right? Like where we talked about, like where businesses in the Caribbean generally, right? Young businesses, they have great ideas. They might have all the charisma and the talent, but they'll only last about a month before they give up on the idea or they might not just get the funding at all, right? Or just getting yeah. it off the ground. Mm -hmm. Big part yeah. of it from, from what I've seen, you know, like you mentioned, there's people you can start a business, you know, how you can project it, right? Like if you open a restaurant, it's easier to, it's a business, not necessarily a startup. Yeah. If you want to get into a startup, even yeah. a business probably, Yeah. you need a business plan, 
You need to be able to break down your financials, have your marketing plan presented to investors, be able to articulate your ideas the same way, have the idea for design and then e-commerce and then have the technical. There's a lot of moving parts, essentially. So with I mean, that said, with, with that said, what yeah. kind of advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs in Dominica? Um, well, I mean, I'll think of this as like me contributing what I can contribute, you know, because it's not like I'm, uh, I mean, I have some stuff, I had some experiences, whatever, I'm doing this, and I do know a little bit about what I'm doing, right? But like, by no means am I this, this ultimate expert. Um, if I have to contribute what I can contribute, I'll say, man, the, right, definitely find partners. Like, the, the easiest way to die in this sea is, like, to try and go it alone. Um, like, like I, I, before this stuff started, I, I commended you guys, you and Ron, Daniel, you and Ron, on, on just even realizing that you need to work together. And the reason I would start with that is because that's something I don't see. I don't see it among our sellers. I've been among a bunch of um, of startup stuff since I've been back, because I was like, oh, Tony's back, he knows business stuff. But like often I see solo founders. Um, let, me, let me give you an example. So last week I was completely exhausted and I just couldn't do more. And I took a digital detox. I just left my girlfriend and I, we went and we just like, I left my laptop, I took off my phone and I was just like, I need to relax. I need to refresh because I was so stressed out. I was so drained. Go to Zion. Um, yeah, I went to, honestly, I went to Zion. Like I went to see <laughs> Rosalie. Um, it's called Free Rivers Eco Resort. If you haven't heard of it, check it out. I've been, I've been fantastic oh, man. place, man. It's, fantastic. Yeah. And Jem, Jem is so, he's such a cool guy. But anyway, Point is, last week turned out to be one of our busiest week in weeks in the history of Shopdm. The more that day, I told you, before the most orders, I wasn't yeah. there. My business <laughs> one there. Just let the guys handle it. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> but but he handled everything. He handled everything perfectly, and that is like. I mean, that's not the only thing, but I just think that illustrates so clearly that like you can find yourself at your weakest moment is when you're needed the most. That you cannot depend on only running this yourself, not if it's a startup at least. Um, so you need to tag in. I would say, say tag, shut you're up. Right. Huh? <laughs> you, you need to be like, tag, you're it. You're, take, take it from me. I need, to, I need to take a break for a while. Tag, you're it. But also, I mean, like, People think I'm a smart guy, I can bring some things, whatever. Yes, I'm a smart guy, but but for instance, my 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 co-founder is like he's the perfect complement to me, right? He's has a he's had a completely different set of business experiences. He's like he's sold in the market, he does shipping, he like he moves product around the island. So I'm all theoretical, he's hands-on, you know, and that's what you often get. This is like this is a core thing. So I spoke about the uh, the the startup environments in, in the UK. One, one big flag uh, an early investor will, will, um, will observe is whether it's a solo founder because they know that the chances of you succeeding as a solo founder are way lower than if it's two or three people. So anyway, I'll say that first one, get a founder. Second one, I know it's hard. <laughs> I know it's like incredibly difficult to find reliable people who are trustworthy and can, can I, I can't really give much advice for that other than like try your best, like, cause it was very much luck for me finding my business partner. Um, the third big thing I would say is like, uh, uh, back to those books, man, the lean startup. If, if you're interested in starting a startup, you need to like, it doesn't matter how busy or important you think your work is or whatever, put down whatever you're doing and read the Lean Startup and read, um, read Testing Business Ideas by Wiley. It's a very practical follow on to the Lean Startup because often um, as someone who's like bound that book against my head like a hundred times by this point, often you end up in a point where you, when you have finally grasped those concepts of like, iterating towards market fit, 
you still don't know how to do it. You just know you have to do it. And this book, um, Testing Business Ideas, it tells you exactly, okay, now you want to do it, do this, go outside, turn left, you know, it, it tells you. So, so, so I would say, this isn't for me, this is for whoever's listening and interested in startups. That is the most I can give you. Because you talk to a lot of people who, who like, they're obsessed with their own egos. They want to pretend there's some like magical business, whatever. People yeah. kind of look at, uh, people kind of listen to a business idea and accurately tell you one, whether it's a good idea and two, how to execute it. And the reason that it's impossible for them to do that, no matter you know whether they're a, billion, a billionaire or they're me or whatever, is because the very fact that that business opportunity exists means that nobody on earth currently knows how to solve it. No, people might know how to build an e-commerce platform, but do they, do they know how to build an e-commerce platform in Dominica? Like the, the, the stuff that we've had to do is specific to environment. So people kind of like, the challenges are specific and the opportunity is specific. So it's very, very difficult for anyone to, who hasn't built the exact business before to look at something and tell you, you need to do this. However, you'll find loads of people who want to, to tell you, you need to do this, right? Like the people who actually are giving good advice are going to tell you, I don't know. You probably think this is a good idea because you have some type of experience of it. What you should do, and like a quick summary of this, of the Lean Startup is make the cheapest, fastest version of your idea that you think the market will, will, will be interested in and go out and talk to people and listen for what is wrong. Like people, the, the other way people, entrepreneurs mess up is they're very protective of their ideas. Oh my God. Like just put the idea out there. Nobody's gonna steal it because it's most likely a shitty idea in the beginning. Put it out there and get feedback and take that feedback and improve your business yeah. and be constantly looking. On the other hand, be constantly asking yourself, am I wrong? Is this an idea that can't work? Uh, it doesn't mean that your business is going to go away. It just means that you will need to pivot. So, so there's two concepts here. There's the iterating, there's the constant improvement. There's, there's us adding new features to ShopDM because customers ask for them. And then there's us changing the concept of ShopDM to be more like, I don't know, like, like, like probably we, we, we do a market pivot and we focus only on shift, shipping products out, right? Like, because we realize local Dominicans won't buy them or something like that, right? Like, that, that's a big change in the business that's called a pivot. And like, you would only know you need to pivot if you're constantly looking for feedback. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I've read these books a lot, but, but I, the best advice is just go read them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and and then like you were saying earlier too, get like that real life experience. Yeah, well, well, I would separate it, right? Like, really? I would separate it. Like, the one of the reasons why, why, man, one of the reasons <laughs> why starting a startup is one of the hardest things you can do. At least a startup in the sense we're talking about, check we, mm. is because it's a different kind of work, right? Like. Yeah. The, the, the primary question is not how should I do this? The primary question is what should I do? Right? Like, and, and that's what it is, right? So, so you take, I spoke at length, picking up myself, talking about my life, whatever, right? Like up till the point when I left Scape and gone in, I went into a business where I was leading it before I came back to Dominica. I'd never actually asked myself, what should I do, right? You go to school and they, they teach you, and then they give you a test, right? The test asks you the questions, right? You get a project, the project says, go out and they like, for me, they will tell me build, and build, build a to-do app where people can put in like things they wanna do and tick whether they've done it, right? Like, but at that point, you already know what you need to do. That's the point when like, all my years of software engineering comes in because I'm a, by now I'm a good software engineer. I can build a to-do app, right? Like a lot of people can't execute and that's why execution is hard. But what's even harder is whether or not you even know that you need to build a to-do app. Is it a to-do app or is it a, is it a scheduling app? Because if you build the wrong one, the market is not going to buy it and you're going to run out of money. 
right? Like, so, so execution is hard, but execution is the easy part. The hard part is knowing what to build in the first place, right? Like, and, and yes, yeah, so like, yeah, if you want to become a software engineer, there's a path, right? Like go on freecodecam.org, get started now, it'll take you a few years, but you'll get there. But like, even when you can build software, it doesn't even mean you can build a startup, right? Because, yeah. There's a software, the first, there's business. And then yeah, there's the, software and then there's business. We built the first version of ShopDM in like four or five months, right? Like at the point when we launched in August, um, we, we could already process transactions. We already could alert people with orders, but that wasn't what the market wanted. We've had since then, like steady 10 months of going out there, researching, talking to people, calling customers, looking at the data, trying to figure out all of the question of, well, what do these people want? What are these people going to pay for? And that's really the hard part of, of running a startup because the most likely thing, unfortunately, is that you build something nobody wants, they don't pay you for it, you're out of money and the business dies. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. So. Yeah, that's what happens to ninety percent of businesses. So and that's why running business is not easy, right? If it was, everyone would do it. But I think yeah. everyone should do it. I mean, I don't know if I sometimes I want something I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> on some level, I stress. Yeah. But yo, um, we're running up on time, Anthony. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, much appreciated. It's been, good, it's been great talking with you all. Um, yeah, any any closing stuff from any of us or? Wow, closing remarks. Dennis, Ron, y'all have anything to close up? Um, well, well, first of all, I just want to remind all our listeners that you've oh. just been tuned in to episode four of the Check Me podcast. And by the way, for those of you who want to listen to us live, it's every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And um, we have all the reruns on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook, YouTube, um, and a few others. So I'm literally just... Download the Checkway app, first of all. You can find it on the Checkway main platform. Also, check out the Checkway shop where you can get yourself some merch like this and like Daniel's shirt, of course. All right, let's go. So that's shop.checkway.com. You can also go straight and sign up now to checkway.com. Mm -hmm. And then look out for podcast.checkway.com. That's going to come. Like we building out the ecosystem a little bit, trying to make the offering as available as possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and one final thing. Obviously, we promised all our listeners that we're going to give you a very special code. And that code is cap, all caps, shop DM. So now you can get 10% off for just for one week, basically. It's only going on from, from today, the 2nd of June, to next week, Wednesday. Shop DM. All caps. 10% off everything on the shop, right? So you can I use love, that code. I love that code. <laughs> I love that code. Shop DM. So, so ladies and gentlemen, and uh, most importantly, Anthony, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, man. Man, th thank you. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Thanks for sharing thing. this knowledge. Um I I I will also just plug Shop DM for any of our listeners that are okay. um Let's go. That, that aren't aware, but like this this the website is the same as the code. Is www.shopdm.store, so shopdm.store, not shopdm.com, shopdm.store, or you can just Google shopdm, and it will be the first result. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're local and you want to try a different way of getting what you what you need, or if you're in the diaspora, you want to send something to your mom, you want to send a gift, um, you can go in there. It's everything is has been set up to be affordable that's a key part we because we don't want this to be something limited to you know wealthy people or whatever we want right. to change the way people purchase um so check it out and definitely check out check we will be trying to work with check we will be trying to, to source some um, some some uh some some work from there whether it's data entry or something in the near future yeah brilliant, brilliant. but that we greatly appreciate so on that note, um, Dennis, any clo closing comments? Well, I just want to thank Anthony as you all have to bringing us this information he brought us tonight. I got some really insight about the whole digital startup thing, which is very useful for myself. Yeah. Um, I've been a person who's been involved with this type of creative content, flipping websites, flipping developments, 
And I've always had the same type of approach to at least put something out there from start, see how the people react to it to actually then decide what you're going to do. Because yeah, it's always about short term goals, extended yeah. evaluations, know what you're going to be doing for yourself. So the information initial was really useful. Um, it's really good for the podcast. I really thank you a lot for being here. And I want to keep an eye out on shop DM to see, actually see what's going on. And you know, yeah. you can also find somebody to team up with who checkwe.com does checkwe yeah yeah you can check on checkwe actually one of our newest features is the job board so if you're actually you have a posting you need someone to do data entry you need someone to take care of your digital marketing maybe do some product photos post a job on checkwe.com and then um our freelancers will see it and reach out to you yeah. absolutely absolutely we'll, we'll be doing that we'll definitely consider checkwe when we like and we're trying to scale up our operations. You see, we're supposed yeah. to be closing out, right? But that's the thing, again, we were talking about, like the more people collaborate and work together yeah. in Dominica, in the Caribbean is the more, cha- the higher chances for success. Yeah, ecosystem, ecosystem, right? Ecosystem. right. So we have Checkway, we have Shop DM, Digital Dominica, we have all of it coming together. So yeah, yeah there we go. So thank you everybody for tuning in again. This is the Checkway Podcast, episode three. Good night. Good night. All right.